Opinions expressed on the Ice Free Fitness podcast are those of the individuals and do not necessarily represent Blind Alive. No comments are meant to diagnose or treat any particular condition, but to assist you on your journey to wellness. Please consult your doctor if your questions are of a medical nature. Hi, everybody. This is the Eyes Free Fitness Podcast number 57, and I am Mel Scott, and today I've got Lisa with me. We're just going to have a chat and see where that uh, leads us, and then we'll have a Let's Eat segment from Peggy after uh, Lisa and I have rambled through all of our talking points for today. So, hey, Lisa. Hello. We hope that you'll like our rambles, though. We think you will. We think that there's plenty to interest everybody. Yeah. Did it um, Did it snow there? It flurried, and but the main event is that it's windy. It's very windy. Friday, it was 70, and then now during the day, the last two or so, it's been in the 30s. So that's a little bit of a shock to the system. Yeah, it's actually windy here right now, and I'm afraid we may hear some wind in the background because uh, it's it's really pretty strong, and things are like moving across the patio. So, if you hear some strange noises, that's that's what that is. So, um, so Lisa, I'm curious on these cold, cold days, uh, what do you like to drink? Anything hot? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I- I am perpetually cold from October through April or thereabouts. And so lots of tea, broth, uh, coffee. This time of year especially, I love hot apple cider. That's always a nice treat. Got to be careful that I don't drink too, too much of that because you can take in a fair number of, of calories, but it's too good to not have some this time of year. Well, you know, and apple cider, particularly if you're getting it from a local place that hasn't pasteurized it, so it's it's kind of cloudy. It's not so nice, you know, perfectly clear, but it's got a little bit of a stronger flavor to it. But that, it yeah, it does have sugar in it, but it's also got some really high nutrients and microorganisms and all these great things that are good for your digestive system. So it's okay to do once in a while. What what spices do you like to put in it? I don't. I just heat it up and call it done. I know a lot of people do, but I really just like it plain and uncomplicated. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. even put cinnamon in it, believe it or not. Well, that's, I mean, that's good. I, I love, I do put cinnamon in it, and uh, I have been known to put a little bit of brandy in it once in a while, but um, not... I wouldn't get any work done. <laughs> I'm <laughs> the cheapest date in the history of the world. A little bit of brandy, and I'd be asleep on my computer. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not something I do in the daytime. That, that's, that's a nighttime thing when I'm just freezing and really want to go to sleep. <laughs> so yeah. the, um, the thing that I love to do this time of year, because I'm I'm cold too. I tend to be really, really cold. And something, a drink that I've discovered just this past year is, uh, it's actually called golden milk, but it is turmeric in in a hot milk. And you, know, you can put it in 
regular milk if you want to. But what I like to do is put it in almond milk or some other kind of milk like that and heat it up and put the put the turmeric in and some honey and then you put in um, hot pepper, not hot pepper, but like black pepper. I know that sounds strange, but turmeric works the best when it's got black pepper with it and it your body absorbs it better. So if you've got the hot milk and honey and turmeric and the black pepper, you would be amazed. It's fabulous. I love it. That's very interesting. I've never heard of that, but I certainly have heard of all the benefits of turmeric. You had me until you talked about the pepper, but (laughs) I also subscribe to the school of I'll try anything once. And kind of, ooh, along that vein, (laughs) I tried something this weekend. It was so good. You know, it's funny, you don't normally think of healthy things as being addictions, but this really could. I tried a new kind of apple. And my niece had talked about these for a couple years. And I've kind of stuck fairly closely to my red or yellow delicious apples. I like the sweetness. Sometimes they're a little softer, a little more mealy than I'd like. But she kept talking about honey crisp apples. Mm. And my local store had them on sale. And the person that I was with kept saying how wonderful that they looked, that they just looked fantastic and so I got some and they are amazing I really like the crispness of Mm. Granny Smith apples but I'm just not so crazy about the tartness well these have it made because they're tart like a Granny Smith but they're sweet kind of like a delicious apple and the texture. Wow. The texture is mm. so fabulous. Do you ever put um, like almond butter or peanut butter or something like that on your apples? Um, I have. Now, there are some apples where I eat it and I think, this needs a piece of cheese to go with it. <laughs> yes. But those, I feel like they're fine as they are. I have no sense of smell and I can't taste some things. So for me, texture is really important because I can tell textures of things and I just love the texture of these and the sweetness. I do actually have one other small new thing to share and then I will be good and relinquish the mic so that Mel can get a word <laughs> in edgewise. Um, there is a new digital thing living in my house. I was recently fortunate enough to get a Google Home, and it and my Echo are, I believe, sitting together, quietly planning world domination. (laughs) Do they talk to each other? You know, I can't hear them, but I wouldn't make any guarantees. (laughs) You just never know about these things. But the one thing I do want to remind our listeners of is that on either of these, and I believe they're both using TuneIn Radio, you can say, play our podcast. Now, I get not so good and often hilarious results when I say, play the Eyes Free Fitness podcast. The Echo one time 
informed me that it could not find the ice cream fitness podcast. <laughs> yeah, I had that I'd too. be all for that. Or, or, I'd be or all the, for that. Or the ice cream song. I'm sorry, I can't find the ice cream song for you. <laughs> oh, funny. So what I find I need to do is say play Blind Alive podcast. And I really, you know, sometimes I'll be going a mile a minute and I'll say play Blind Alive podcast. And it's like, yeah, right. You know, that's practically what it says back to me. So if you enunciate and you put a space between blind and alive, you will get it. I have tried it and I verified that it does work on both devices. So I encourage you to distract your digital assistants from <laughs> their evil plots and give them something good and constructive to play. Oh, yes. I'm going to... I, I've Alexa and I have fights sometimes about podcasts, and I have not master, mastered the technique of asking the correct question yet, but we'll get it. I think for that device, you need to say, play, for example, play Blind Alive podcast on TuneIn. Yes. Yeah. Now, for, the, for Google Home, you don't. You just say, play Blind Alive podcast. But for that one, you seem to need to specify on TuneIn. Good deal. So you're having fun playing with all your gadgets. I'm having fun and I'm <laughs> and I'm having nightmares. No, <laughs> not really, but it's just uh I feel like there's a, a science fiction novel somewhere in there that uh I'm sure I will never write, but I wouldn't be surprised if bits and pieces do come up in <laughs> so. so we have winners for the writing contest to announce, do we not? We do. We had a contest going on for several weeks, and we invited you to send in your healthy stories and your journeys, and we will be publishing those on the blog. So look for those starting in January. Actually, that was it was a hard decision. There were so many good ones, and I just... How how are we ever going to choose? But we did, ultimately, and it was a job. And we want to also thank those who read and screened our contest entries for us. And we're very pleased to announce our winners. And our first place winner was India Scott. And no relation to Mel Scott, but <laughs> congratulations to India for a fantastic post. Oh yeah, I loved I loved her post. I really, really did. I loved I loved almost all of them, but I really loved hers. And then we have two and a half honorable mentions. One honorable mention goes to Becky Horder and she wrote a really excellent post, and I'm sure you'll enjoy reading. And the reason that I say one and a half honorable mentions is if you read the guidelines, it did say you could submit more than one post. And we fell in love with two posts by the same author, and her name is Dee Leverens. And one of these will inspire you, and the other one I would be very surprised if it did not make you laugh quite hard as it did all of us. So we'll just kind of tease with that little bit of information 
but certainly be tuned in to the blog. Starting January, we will be publishing those. And the the winners have been notified via the the newsletter uh, that came out last week. So if you did not see the newsletter, make sure you check your spam folder because sometimes they are falling into to that category, especially if you have a Gmail email address. So just so you know. So the other thing we want to tell you about is for any orders that come through between now and January the 4th, you're going to get a free sleep meditation. So uh, if you go to the shopping cart and order some workouts between now and January 4th, you're going to get a bonus uh, sleep meditation. So go check it out. And another thing I want to make sure everybody knows is if you do want a back tea pack for Christmas, I absolutely need those orders by 12-12. So that's December the 12th, which is a Monday. And that way I'll have time to get them shipped out to you. So if you want a back tea pack, no later than December the, the 12th. This would also be helpful if you would keep the same information in mind for orders placed on thumb drive or SD cards. It's possible that they might get to you on time if you order after the 12th, but if you want to make absolutely certain, then please, by all means, consider that the deadline. Definitely. And for people that are ordering from Canada, which I do get quite a few orders, it does cost me about $36 shipping for for that. And so we may need to add a little bit of shipping if it's going to to Canada. And speaking of ordering things, we have received a few questions. We now have a brand new stretch, the whole body stretch. Mel interviewed Barb about that on the last podcast. You can read about it on the newsletter. You can visit the website and listen to a sample. And I wanted to address a couple questions we've been getting. And one is, do we have it yet on CD? And the answer is not yet. Normally when we produce the workouts, they come out first as a digital download. We want to get them out and into your hands as quickly as possible. We do then go through the process of getting it made into a CD. And again, this is broken record, or maybe we should really be saying broken CD time. (laughs) I don't know. That just sounds so much sadder than a broken record. It does. But um, you do want to check the newsletter because when we make them available on CD, when that process is done, we'll let you know. And it's going to be a while. I've got several CDs to make, and it's probably not going to happen until late January, uh, just so you know. But don't forget, if you want it now and you want it in another way, we can help you get it downloaded, or we can send it to you on a thumb drive or an SD card. The other question that I've received, because now we have a number of workouts, we have quote, lucky 13, (laughs) 
this moment. And people are saying, how am I supposed to do all this stuff? And okay, so this is this stretch thing. Do I do this? Am I supposed to do this every day? Every, you know, before every workout, after every workout? How does this work? And I'm wondering, I think, Mel, you have a little bit more variety in your workout. I jokingly say that I do my workout, I start it before I'm really awake so that once I'm about halfway through, I wake up and I realize what I'm doing, then I'm nearly done. But I'm assuming that a little bit more thought goes into <laughs> yours. And I'm wondering how you decide what you do in a day and how you put it together. Yeah. So for me, it's all about choices. And that's why I continue to create a lot of different workouts, because I am not a person that follows any kind of routine. I I rebel against routine with every cell of my body. I just It's just who I am. So I like to have a lot of different choices. And so I really do go by how I'm feeling on any given day. So I, we have, we have so many now. And what I like to do is I like to get in a cardio workout at least three times a week. And that for the ones that we have, we've got the gentle workout cardio, we've got the cardio one and cardio two and boot camp. So I usually pick one of those um, to do about three times a week. And sometimes I don't even do my workouts. I'll just dance or jump up and down or bounce on my ball. So it's good to do a cardio and then it's good to do a strengthening. So the strengthening ones that we have would be the sculpting uh, with weights levels one or two, or any of the Pilates ones, because they are all strengthening. And yoga is strengthening as well. But, you know, the yoga ones and the Pilates ones are a little bit more laid back. So if if I don't feel like lifting weights, I'll do the Pilates or the yoga, and I'll do you know, those about, you know, one of those about three times a week. And okay, this is not going to be a really straightforward answer, because I'm not, you know, I'm so loosey goosey. Sometimes what I do is I'll do 15 minutes of, of a cardio workout. And then I'll do a set of the sculpting, or I'll do some Pilates, I mix them up according to how my body is feeling every day. How, what I will say, though, is with this stretch workout, what I really want with this stretching is for people to get the workout and learn the stretches and then in to incorporate them into your, into your day. You don't have to sit and do the whole stretch workout at one time. You can, and it's a beautiful thing to do, but ultimately, stretching is something that you can do all day. And I really want people to listen to their bodies. If you feel like you've been slumping over your desk all day, or lying in a, you know, lying on the couch or whatever, and you're all, you know, crumpled up, 
use one of the stretches that you've learned from the stretch workout to stretch that part of your body that that needs stretching. So stretching, you can do it every day, absolutely every day. And I think working out 30, 40 minutes a day is is fabulous. And combine whatever you want with it. So that probably wasn't the answer to the question. So Lisa, can you help us clarify at all? Or would you ask another question and I'll try to answer it? Nope, I think it's a great answer, actually. I don't think we need any clarification. If you think about someone who has a large array of spices, not every spice will be used for every recipe, for everything. And basically what you're saying is you are providing ingredients. And it's up to each individual to mix and match. Some people are recipe followers. Some people put in a pinch of this and a dash of that and three shakes of that, and they call it good, and it is. And so I love I, that. That's a perfect a perfect way to say it. And you know, I I'm just so thrilled that I've got you know that Blind Alive has so many different choices now. And I really want people to play, you know, I, <laughs> I love just getting on my ball and just playing or whatever, you know, whatever it is. I just really want to encourage people to, to just have a good time with it. it. There's no rules, really, as long as you've got your form correct or as close to correct as you can get it. You have to listen to your body. Okay, I know I'm, I'm rambling. I start getting so excited. I can't help it. Absolutely. You know, I have one more thing I wanted to discuss before we bring this to a close and go and make some pumpkin soup. If only we could send you samples along with the podcast, I'd be as happy as the rest of you, I'm sure. (laughs) I have one other thing I'd like to discuss, and this time I have a question for the listeners. I can really appreciate what you've been saying about the stability ball, because I've been using mine quite a lot lately. I did something to my knees. Basically, I have edema, and the fluid went from the tissues into the knee joints, and It was very painful, and I was hobbling more than walking for about three weeks, I guess. Mm. Um, You know, varying levels of, oh my goodness, I feel like I'm barely existing to, wow, this is the first day I was able to walk up the steps, quote, like a big kid and alternate my feet, (laughs) you know? So uh, I haven't been doing a lot of walking and cardio and things. So I have two things I've been doing that help. And one is I'm sitting on the stability ball and just bouncing. No, it's probably not as much workout as if I were walking, but it's more workout than nothing. The other thing I've been doing, and I do plan to talk about this more on an upcoming podcast, is I have a rebounder and I've been using that for about 10 minutes or so at a time. And sometimes now I'm building back up to a couple times a day. But even when my knees were at their most painful, it seemed to stretch things somehow and help with circulation. So that was wonderful. And I think it's important to try and remember to find ways to remain active, even though your definition of active might have to change and 
alter sometimes. But my point, and I do have one, it just takes me a little while to find it sometimes, <laughs> is, <laughs> is that I was amazed at how much I found things and ran into things with my knees. And, you know, I'm not so aware of it now because they're not actively hurting like they were. And so maybe it's just a result of they were hurting, so I was hyper aware. But I think as blind people, we probably encounter more things with our knees. And I'm saying encounter or find as opposed to just walk into on purpose, because sometimes I find myself accidentally or mistakenly walking into things. But other times, if I'm coming close to an object that I know is there, I almost find ever so slightly I'm bending my knee. It's like I'm reaching out for it with my knee. I'm reaching out to feel it, kind of. Hmm. Um, and that could just be me overanalyzing stuff. I'm not really sure. Um, it's an interesting question. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, we talked about this a little bit before we recorded, and you said that often you'll walk into something or find something with your thigh. And I've done that too, you know, like when you walk into the edge of a table or something. But the kind of that reverberates down to your knee. And I wonder sometimes how much small, subtle, inadvertent damage we could be doing to our knees and what we should be doing for our knees to strengthen them. And I would be curious if any of you have thoughts or comments about this stuff. It would be interesting to hear them. I do think that blindness causes us to move and use our bodies in different ways. And I think that if you have some sight that may be different. The kinds of effects you experience may be different than if you have little to no usable sight. And I love discussions like this. And so I'd love to hear your thoughts. You're welcome to visit the website and write using our support form. Or you can just write to support at blindalive.com. And We'd love to discuss this with you, and we would get your permission first, but also we might possibly share your thoughts and your comments on an upcoming podcast. So I would be interested to know, I know for myself, I don't worry about my knees as much as I worry about my toes and my, and my face. You know, so I, I would be curious to hear from people, you know, what what worries them about just walking or walking around? What are your anxieties? What parts of your body do you find that tend to get, you know, bumped more than more than others? Um, I I'm I'm leading off now into another tangent, but I need to go back to the whole knee thing a little bit because the the teacher in me wants to to help people understand 
about that the fluid that gathers in knees and and ankles. And you you mentioned Lisa that you know maybe sitting on a, a stability ball and and bouncing or a rebounder might not be as good as walking, but it it actually is. And what happens when you're when you're bouncing like that is your muscles are actually contracting and making creating a pumping motion which helps the blood and fluid pump back to your heart so that your your veins don't have to do all that work and the valves in your ba- in your veins so you know sitting on a ball or or a rebounder or just sort of you know bouncing bouncing your knees actually helps keep that fluid out of the lower part of your body so that's that's just my little my little extra teaching piece there that I couldn't resist. <laughs> no, that's very true. And when I said maybe not as good, I guess I was thinking from a cardio standpoint, like the getting your heart rate up. That's true. Yeah. But really, a good workout is anything you can do. Before I got my rebounder, I did a bunch of research and I actually had found a book about using a rebounder, and they gave an example in there. I thought this was so interesting. It was about a woman, and she was in a wheelchair, and she had a lot of trouble with edema in her legs, but there was no way that she could stand to use a rebounder. And she would put, she would sit in her chair, and she would put her feet on the rebounder, As it turns out, her one grandson and the families lived together. The grandson was autistic and it was suggested to help with some of his things that he use a rebounder. (laughs) So he would jump for himself and get the benefits. And because her feet were on it, her feet and legs were also being bounced. And so (sighs) she was getting the circulatory benefits and was actually able to stand for short periods of time as a result of the benefits she gained. That is a cool story. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. And which reminds me, okay, I'm going to say one more thing and then we'll have to go. And we're going to go eat pumpkin soup. Yeah, we're going to go into Let's (laughs) Eat. But I just, I have to say this, sitting in a rocking chair and rocking is fabulous for ankles and getting that that pumping action. So, you know, just sit in a rocking chair and rock. That's that's another thing you can do. Just know that if you're doing it with not too much energy and maybe a bag of chips on the lap, it <laughs> might not count as a workout, but <laughs> anywhere that we can start is a good place. That's right. So, I think it's time to uh, figure out how to make learn how to make uh, pumpkin soup with uh, Peggy, don't you? Definitely. All right, let's do that. Let's eat. Let's eat. Let's eat. Let's eat. Let's eat. Let's eat. Let's eat, y'all. Let's eat. Let's eat. Let's eat. Let's eat. You ready to eat? Let's eat. Let's eat. Hi, everybody. I'm Peggy, and I'm here with Wayne. This time we're going to make pumpkin soup. Ooh! It's fall, and fall to me says pumpkins. Sure does. And most people kind of steer clear of pumpkin soup. They think it's a hard thing to make, so 
they tend to steer clear of it. Couldn't be easier. <clears throat> We're going to do ours in the microwave, so it's going to be fairly easy. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so, we're going to start with a small onion, which needs to be chopped. And I've got my handy little Pampered Chef chopper here. So I'm going to chop up yeah. a small onion. And that's onion, and in case uh, some of you out there speak French, <laughs> it's onion. <laughs> yeah. I love my little uh, Pampered Chef chopper. The mm -hmm. thing just, it's just one of those choppers where you put the stuff in and then pump the thing up and down and boy it just does what it needs to but it, it makes uh, chopping up vegetables um, almost too easy you know pumpkin is one of those things that's just extremely good for you and it's got lots of fiber in it lots of vitamin A and lots of other vitamins and uh, it's a high fiber vegetable so pumpkin is really a, a good vegetable to use in the fall as well as any other squash. I'm using a um, Pampered Chef dish called the Rock Crock. It's two and a half quarts, but you can use any microwavable two and a half quart casserole mm -hmm. for this, but um, I happen to really like Pampered Chef's Rock Crock. And the reason I like them is that they can go in the oven, they can go in the microwave, also be used on the stove top. And now we need to add a quarter cup of water to our onion there. Yeah. Because we're going to sort of steam this onion in the microwave. It doesn't take a lot of water to steam onion in the microwave, so we're going to put a quarter cup in here. Okay. Wayne. Yep. We're ready to microwave this. Um, I'm kind of adapting this from a stove top recipe. If you were doing this on the stove, you would give this five minutes basically on the stove top to um, steam the onion mm -hmm. but I think in the microwave we can probably get away with three so all right so that's microwaving for three minutes yeah and the next thing we're going to need is four cups of vegetable broth which I have here in a bowl already and we're going to need one can of solid packed pumpkin which we have a can of. And uh, what are you looking for? I'm getting a measuring cup. We got that already. We're all done with that. Oh. I'm ahead of you there. See? Leave it to a woman to be three steps ahead of a man. Mm -hmm. We just need to open up this uh, canned pumpkin. We do need, if you want to measure something, a half a cup of applesauce. I can do that. So this you, is the applesauce that's here? That's it, I believe. Okay. You right. might want to check. <laughs> Old-fashioned applesauce yeah. is what it reads on the jar. You know, applesauce is an amazingly versatile How much food. Half a cup. Because okay, it, it can be uh, used in cake mixes in place of the oil. Right. And it can be used in, in this case, soup. Um, I have found that I use applesauce more in recipes than I actually eat the stuff plain. Um, but I do like applesauce with brown sugar. Of course, I should be getting into making applesauce since I now have an instant pot. But that's a story for another another segment. I mm -hmm. need to make something in my instant pot next time, maybe. Okay, one half cup of applesauce. And where would you like me to place that? Well, we're not gonna, you can just put it in a half cup measure for the moment. Oh, okay. All right. When the uh, soup comes out, we'll be ready to uh, put in that 
I love applesauce. Yeah. It's taken everything I can. It's taken everything I can not to run into the other room with this applesauce and just eat it all by myself. Well, the rest of that applesauce is going in an apple cake. <gasps> oh boy, apple cake! I love apple cake. Yep. Maybe we'll make that cake as a podcast too. That sounds great. Because it's a microwavable apple cake. Mm-hmm. All right, I've spooned out one half cup of. Okay. Applesauce. You can put the lid of that on that and put Old. it back in the refrigerator. Put it back in the fridge. Old fashioned applesauce. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think last year around this time we did um, something with spaghetti squash because we had learned how to do the shell, um, soften the shell for squashes in the microwave, which was a very helpful fall thing. So. Mm -hmm. um, I hope you've all gone out and bought your fall squashes and are cooking nice, healthy dishes with that. You know, that onion's really beginning to smell about... You want to shut it off then? No, and I may stop it. Yeah, go ahead. Because it does smell about... Oh, yeah, it's really yeah. permeating. Ah, good anyway. Okay. That was pretty good. All right. Be careful. Closer than I thought. It could be hot, yeah, so please. Not that hot. <laughs> okay. Set it right here. All right. Alright, now we can add the pumpkin, the applesauce, okay. and the broth. Alright, I can uh, spoon out the uh, the pumpkin. Mm -hmm. Find that the little find that oh these lovely little rubber spatulas work great for getting every last yummy nummy bit mm -hmm. of the pumpkin out. out of the can. Okay, so the this goes into the onions, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. The pumpkin mm -hmm. in with the onions. Do those onions look softened? Yes they do. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Fresh pumpkin mm -hmm. from a can. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, um, if you want to buy a whole pumpkin and you have a pressure cooker, you can cut the pumpkin into wedges and make your own pumpkin puree. You could. But I haven't gotten that far with my Instant Pot yet, so I'm using a can. Oh, cans, canned pumpkin works great. It's not the... Let me be clear, it's not the kind you make pie with, it's canned plain pumpkin. Mm -hmm. You don't want to use pumpkin. Right, this isn't. This doesn't have sweetener in it. This yeah, is the real it's deal. plain canned pumpkin. Mm -hmm. yeah, you, don't want to put, you don't want to put pumpkin pie <laughs> filling in your, in your in pumpkin soup. It would be quite sweet, that would be a little strange. It would be quite interesting, yeah. Um, I mean, you can do it if you want, I guess. Okay, that's in there. Okay. And now, the broth goes in there too. The broth, the applesauce, and the pumpkin. Okay. So we've got four cups of vegetable broth. Which I'm going using. to put in now. Um, if there are any little powdery bits left in that measuring cup, make sure they go in there. I think I got it pretty well dissolved. I had to use powdered vegetable broth because I didn't have a can of the, um, or jar, a carton of the, um, Regular kind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it looks pretty well dissolved. Okay. Okay, I'm going to pour that into the mixture. Yeah. So I'm putting the broth into the into the steamed onions and the, and the pumpkin. And okay. here we here we go. Yeah. And I got some on the floor. Great. Hey, and you're not the totally blind one among us. Yeah, I know for really real. Good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Must get a towel. <laughs> it, was just a, it was just a few dribbles. Yeah, well. And this is the applesauce, so. The applesauce, yeah, that, that goes. That needs to go in there. You want to put that in? Dump that in. Okay, go. 
There, it's in there. Yeah. And now stir the, uh, stir the mixture. Yeah. Okay. Mm. It's looking good. And then we can add the two tablespoons, or two teaspoons, it is, of curry powder and a couple of dashes of Tabasco, Tabasco sauce. Yeah, give it a little kick. Wayne's mopping the floor with his foot. It's called ingenuity. Hello. <laughs> he's got the dish towel on. <laughs> got the dish towel underneath my foot. And, and he's mopping away. That's called. It's called good old American ingenuity. Come on. <laughs> there wasn't that much on the floor. That was pretty good, Wayne. Yeah, well, you know. I gotta say. Okay, so two table, uh, two teaspoons, that is. Teaspoons. Uh, of curry powder. Of curry powder. Hey, did I buy you some mop socks for Christmas? Do they make them? Yeah, they do. Seriously, that's awesome. You know, they're, I think they're dust mop socks. I don't think they're actually... You like, just walk around the house and... Du dust your floor. You yeah. know, it's funny because I saw a comedy skit. Uh, and they were, they, you know, somebody was thinking, hey, you know, wouldn't this be neat? They actually make them. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Little dust. So you dust as you walk about your house. How yeah. neat. Okay. And then you take your socks off and shake them out in the yard and uh -huh. put them away and start over. Okay, one half teaspoon. I need a whole one. Yeah. <clears throat> one teaspoon. All right, I'm getting two teaspoons of curry powder. Mm-hmm. Mm, I love the smell of that stuff. Wow. Okay, and we need um, and a, a cup, a few dashes, a couple or a few. A couple, it says. Listen to that. Listen to that Tabasco goodness. Uh -huh. Don't get carried away with that. Wayne <laughs> mm. loves the stuff. I sure do. Mm. Okay. Okay. There you right. go. It's in there. So we're done with that. We stir can stir it up. it up, and we're ready to put the thing in the microwave. Did you put that back in the fridge? The on? actual recipe says cooking on the stove for 10 minutes we are going to try we're, doing it in the microwave we are we're going to do it in the microwave and uh, there's one last ingredient that we put in but it's only we only do that just before serving and i'm not really sure why that is but um oh because they don't want the milk to cook oh i see so you want to have the soup hot enough that when you add a you're going to add a half a cup of milk mm -hmm. and they don't want it to cook because this is creamy pumpkin soup gotcha and of course if you cook milk at too high a temperature it will scald mm -hmm. so the last ingredient in this soup is a half a cup of milk but we need to cook the soup first so we're going to pause the recording we're going to get this in the microwave and it's got to go for what do you think about you're going to put it on 30 percent power 30 percent power for the recipe says 10 minutes. Yeah. Should we cut it back or? No, I think 30% power for 10 minutes would be okay, good. So that's what we're going to do. Yeah. Okay then. All right. So uh, we're going to now. Um, what color is it? Oh, it's a it's a lovely uh, burnt orange color. So it's got an interesting fall color. Yeah, it's almost the same color as a pumpkin. They even suggest, you know, buying some small pumpkins and serving it or buying one big one and making a terrine of it, serving your soup in a pumpkin yeah imagine I'm that i'm not gonna do that but <laughs> that would um, be like super fancy you know that's something you could do if you were having guests for dinner yeah and they would think you slaved over this soup in here it's so easy sure would and not only that you wouldn't have to do the dishes that's yeah, true <laughs> you can just compost your bowl yeah all right so i am going to put this into put the lid on it ah what did you say? Put the lid on it. I've had so many people say that to me. Oh, you know what? Put a lid on it. <laughs> you know what? I have misplaced the lid. It's on the stove. Ah, thank you. All right. This 
soup is so easy, even Wayne can cook it. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I resemble that remark. Mm. All right, into the microwave. And we're going to do 30% power. Yep. Let's see, cook power 30%. And cook time 10 minutes. Okay, so yep. we'll be back when it's finished cooking to add the milk, and then Wayne will taste it. Okay, folks, we're back. We're going to make a slight revision to our microwave recipe. Uh, we, we found that it, it works best at 50% uh, uh, power for uh, 10 minutes, Yeah. as opposed to 30% power. Uh, it didn't get quite warm enough, uh, so we had to put it back in there for a little bit. So, so instead of 30% at 10 minutes, give it 50% at 10 minutes. Right, and if you still it's, uh, find that it's not warm enough, you know, pop it back in there for another minute or two. Yep. But now it's time to add the very last ingredient. Which is the milk. Right. And I am putting a half of cup into the mixture and I'm stirring it. This recipe it had been a, um, I think a vegan recipe because it said you could use soy milk or, yeah. or whatever. So if you're one of those people that does eat that way, mm -hmm. you can use um, soy milk or whatever your milk of choice is. Right. We're just using regular milk. Well, let me serve it up and we'll see what it tastes like. In fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna taste it right I now. I want you to taste it. Okay, here we go. Let's see what this tastes like. Mmm. Wow, that is good. Do you normally like pumpkin soup, Wayne? I do. I think next time I'll um, put a little bit less um, Tabasco in it. It's pretty hot. <laughs> I told you not to be heavy-handed on the Tabasco. Mm. Oh my god, it's so good. So that's our pumpkin soup. Alrighty then. We're gonna eat it for lunch. So yeah, we sure are. So um we hope you've enjoyed this uh edition of Let's Eat and that you enjoy this pumpkin soup. Hope you'll try it and if you do, let us know on Blind Alive Community on Facebook or on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. Save us the suspense. Try yeah. some yourself and see what it mm -hmm. tastes like, Peggy. Yep. Go. Okay. Where's your spoon? Right here. All right. Right here. It's my turn to try it. Yeah. Tell us what you think. Thanks, good to be. So until ne next time, let's, let's eat. eat. Finally made it. Yeah, and I feel like I walked for miles just to get here. My feet are really aching. My feet are okay, but my back is really tired and sore. I know, I know, there's this neat little invention called rolling luggage. But I have so much stuff and I just don't like the idea of it being stored out of my reach. That means all the important stuff is carried on my back. I know the feeling. If it's really important, I want it right with me. I don't have to worry about back pain anymore, though, thanks to the back tea pack. It divides the weight evenly, so it's distributed on either side. It puts things right under my arms and hands, so they're within easy reach. I'm concerned that someone being really careful could open my pack and take something from it. The design of the back tea pack sounds like it might cut down on that. Yeah, and because everything is close at hand, 
There's no need to take it on and off, on and off, every time I need to add something to it or get something out. And I can use it to carry more than I would be able to fit in the average medium to large backpack. So that's a winner too. The cool thing is that all kinds of people use the back pack. Hikers, students, tech enthusiasts, people who need to carry oxygen, and frequent travelers. Speaking of travel, I've got to get going, but is there somewhere I can learn more? Absolutely. Just visit blindalive.com slash back pack. That's B-A-C-K-T-P-A-C-K. You'll find audio, text, and even an interview with back pack's creator. Don't forget, it's blindalive.com slash back pack. I'll remember that. My back will be sure to remind me. Well, we've chatted and laughed and learned our way through to the end of another podcast. Thank you for listening to Podcast 57, and we hope you enjoyed it. If you have any comments or questions, as always, we truly would love to hear from you. Please feel free to like our page on Facebook or join our Blind Alive community there. You can also follow us on Twitter or use the contact form on our website. You can also email us at support at blindalive.com. Thanks for listening, and as Mel always says, good health to you.